All right. So four one Jets Leafs. Uh, here's a question for you: Do you like to win four to one or lose four to one, Patty? Uh, win four to one. All right. <laughs> no, I can't blame you. No, it's a uh, it's it was a great game. The uh, the the Leafs really put up a good one tonight. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, not going to talk in depth. I don't think there's no point in, 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 you know, looking at every goal and every, we'll, we'll talk about high points from the game. Uh, really want to get into some of our old segments. We had, we had, we had, uh, we had a segment a few years back that I think you guys will really dig. We're going to breathe some life into that one as well as I want to touch on Patty's wish list. We're, we're, we're gearing up for the, uh, trade deadline. Um, and also a new segment at the very end, we'll throw in a new one. So, Again, uh, you can listen to the whole thing or you can skip ahead to the end. I don't really care. As long as you're listening, we're happy. So, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, Episode 6 from Season 3 of the DSC Podcast. Titter-tatter. Let's get at her. All right, uh, welcome to uh, Season 3, Episode 6 of the DSC Podcast, brought to you by uh, the Delaney Hockey Program, www.delaneyhockey.ca. Um, so we're here, uh, fresh off. It's, uh, it's closing in on midnight in Newfoundland, for all you mainlanders who do tune into the show. we got a big fan base up in southern Ontario who who uh, follow the show regularly, uh, mostly listening to it, not looking at our ugly mugs. Um but uh, for those of you who are on the mainland, yeah, when we finish games here in Newfoundland, we don't cry about it because it's so late, but it is super late and we're all really tired. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just finished the game. Uh, Leafs up. No, it's almost, I was about to say upset the Jets, but that's not even the case. They're way better than the Jets this year. Um, but the Leafs put a put a, a, a solid team effort together, uh, come out on top 4-1. to one. So we're going to talk about the game. Um, I do have one thing I want to shout out before, before we get going. Uh, young kid again. We're sponsored by the Delaney Hockey Program, so uh, it's, it's all about it's all about the kids down there and 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 developing great hockey players and great people. Uh, one young player, he's uh, he's from uh, North River here. Uh, he's currently playing in at South Kent in Connecticut. I believe that's where it is, South Kent. Yeah, um, and uh, at prep school, uh, Javis Seymour. His uh, his uh, player profile just dropped on the Q's website. So if you're curious as to uh, the next wave of Newfoundland talent, and in particular local to where we're broadcasting from here on the Avalon, uh, Javis Seymour's profile just dropped. He's a he's a power forward type player, big boy for his age. He's just 15 years old. He's six three, holds in on 200, I mean, wow. 180 at least. He's he's going to be he's going to be a monster. Um, I've talked to his dad several times. Ran into his dad at the rink not long ago. And I was like, come on, show me some clips. I know you got some clips. And he's like, oh, I got clips. So <laughs> he showed me a few videos of, of, of Javis absolutely just running over guys, taking the puck and, and, and then going down, setting up a goal or scoring a goal. The kid's physical. Um, he knows how to shoot. He knows how to score. He's got hands. He's, he's a total package. So uh, because of that, he's, uh, he's ranked as one, one of the higher-ranked Newfoundlanders in Q draft this year. Don't see any reason why he won't go. Um, and uh, it's kind of player – I've known he's babysitting my kids. I've known this guy for a couple of years. Um, he's the kind of he's the kind of person too that uh, that uh, minor clubs and hopefully down the road maybe even NHL clubs would want in their system. He's very coachable. He's very polite. He's, he's been raised by an amazing family. I know his family quite well. So big shout out to Javis Seymour uh, again. He was the original captain for the battalion from the Delaney Hockey Program on their travel team. So. Big shout out for Javis, uh, but let's get back to the game. So I'm um, joined tonight with my co-host Patty Phillips, uh, Hannah Newman. Uh, we got to change that, Chad. Yeah, I know. I was looking at it last time. I <laughs> forgot all about it. Chad <laughs> Newman. Um, yeah. And uh, rename. Look at that. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And myself, of course, Ryan Gates. Uh, Miss Kylie is not with us tonight. She promises to be in on there the next go. one. You're, you're, you're getting closer. Uh, she promises to be on the next one, so uh, you'll yeah, get more from her it. soon. Uh, but let's get into the game, boss. What do you think of it overall? I mean, uh, okay, first of all, so I'm going to ask you, I'll start with uh, Patty because on my left. Patty, what was the standout takeaway from the game? Oh, total Sammy. Yeah. That's, that's like, that, that was, that was me lobbing, lobbing a pitch in for you to just hit, just mm -hmm. take it to the park. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading an article on The Athletic where – 
one of the columnists goes through the life of the Leafs on the dad trip. And one of the last pieces was talking about Samsonov and some of the, some of the exercise routines he goes stretching out his groin. Well, boy, I'm glad he stretched them out because how many toe saves did he make that particular game? We had to stretch all the way out. Um, I thought he was, he, he probably, well, no, probably he saved us in the first period. Mm-hmm. Give us the opportunity for Matthews to just, just get on a little bit of fire. Um, I don't know how he wasn't first there. Like I, Beyond yeah, me, okay. not, not a big deal. Yeah. I don't know how that that's all chosen, anyways. But uh, Samson, I was totally the key. Like the fact that we can bring in, like I hasn't, I haven't lost faith in Murray by no means. But when was the last time I'm thinking Cujo Felix Potvin days where we can cycle one goalie in for another and probably still have some some confidence? It's probably way back then. Yeah, I I, got, I I want to throw it over to Chad to to continue the goalie conversation and uh, and compare the two. Like, where where's your head at when it comes to Murray versus Samsonov, Samsonov versus Murray? What what are you thinking? Are we are, do we have a bona fide number one, or are we quite simply status quo, steady as she goes? I'm quite okay with the status quo and uh, keep the wear and tear down because you know we're not that far away from the playoffs, and you know Murray can get hurt, you know. We've seen that many times. Uh, we don't want that to happen. So I'm quite okay with that. Samsonov has never been a real proven number one until this year. He's fantastic. I know I, I didn't expect Murray to be playing as good as he did, and I expected Samsonov to be good, but not quite this good. But they're both playing great, so I just say keep it going. Nothing's broken. Don't fix it. Um, I'm still edging it to Samsonov because I just think of the health and like as you said, he's working on that. He's a bit of ahead of it. Hopefully, there's nothing that uh, can get re-injured or anything like that. But no, I'm uh, I'm quite good at the way it is. Well, I want to throw money due to. And you want to come uh, the game on Saturday? I'm good either way. It doesn't matter to me. I don't yeah. think one should get it over the other. Just I think you got to keep it going. Off. Not, not yeah. Not, I mean, not to uh, not to beat a dead horse here because it's not a dead horse. This, this is this is this is this was supposed to be the topic of conversation all year long was goaltending, and it hasn't been. The only time it has been is because it's been too good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw a question back to Patty now regarding the, the goaltending. If the playoffs started tomorrow, game one, uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay, uh, who's your starting goaltender? Samsonov. Really? I'm going Murray. I don't I love experience, it. Yeah, okay, I want. Then we're going to continue this conversation. So we got Chad leaning on experience, which I knew he would, and Patty leaning on Sam's enough because, well, he's Patty. So let's hear it, Patty. What, what what's your justification? I I don't think he's had very many dips. Like uh, throw to health and everything. If yeah, let, let's assume both of them are healthy. But like he's out twelve zero and one at home. Um, I I just, I just think he's just a full package there in the back of the net. Uh, he's not swimming all over the place. That was that was his probably his negative thing coming into the season. They said last year in Washington, he was swimming all around the crease. I uh, haven't really seen that. He's, he's like there. He's so positioned. Well, uh, like to make those two saves that he made tonight, like you're not yeah. just like you, you've got to be in well, in, in good position. Like you, you just don't get in position in a moment's notice. Like he's, he's thinking well ahead of the play. I think, and um, I don't even no brainer. Like I'd be comfortable with, with either, yeah. but as of today, Samsonov. Okay. My, my take on the Samsonov thing is, um, like I always, I mean, I'm, I'm the classic people watcher where, uh, you know, when I'm watching games, I'm comparing players I'm watching now to players who I liked in the past and this kind of thing. And not necessarily for the least, but just around the league. And one of my favorite goaltenders of all time was Jonathan Quick in the cup years for yeah. LA. And while nobody, there's not a goalie who I've seen since Quick who's got that level of flexibility, tonight some of the saves were very Quick-esque. You know, like yeah. they're very much... They sh- he should not have solved has made had made saves basically, yeah. um, and that's never a bad thing. When people are comparing you to Jonathan Quick from the Cup era with the with Kings, that's never a bad thing. So that's my take. Um, I'm going to troll over to Chad. What do you think on Murray heading into the playoffs? Well, I just think he's uh, he's the old hand at this. He's done this. He's won at this, and I think uh, just having him leading the group, even if it didn't pan out as well, you always got Sam Salmon for game two, and you can get it right back on track. I just want to. No knock on Samson. I think he's fantastic. And like you said, and Jonathan Quick, that flexibility, he, ha- he has the groin to show for it. So uh, yeah. I just I would go with experience. Just have him lead the group out onto the ice game one. Let's go yeah. with Murray. I, 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 
I'm so much in the middle. That's why I asked the question because I can't decide. Mm-hmm. It's one of those situations where I, if some, if you would have asked me the same question, I'd be like, oh, pass. Because on one hand, I'm, I totally agree with everything Patty said. 110%. He's the guy who's playing the best hockey currently. Uh, Matt Murray, however, is going to come into game one. No big deal. It's game one of, a, of the first round of a playoff series. No big deal. It's just another game where Samsonov, who's got so much to prove and is carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders, and you know uh, the team never even never even qualified him last year in, in in Washington, which I'll never fully understand for the life of me. But like I mean, mm-hmm. so you, you, I my mind because I I guess I came through three or four years of Jack Campbell, uh, my mind always wonders what mental effect does that have on the player coming into the playoffs as the guy who's going to start the playoffs? I don't think it even phases Matt Murray at all. I think Samsonov, it would be a potential for him to get inside his own head. That's the only reason why I think that uh, Murray is, is the solid choice, which basically goes back to what Chad was saying about experience and, you know, uh, he's also been great. He's been fantastic. Yeah. No, not the last game, right? No, no knock on Murray's play. He's had a couple of, and I wouldn't even call them stinkers. Like, like I'm so accustomed to watching Leafs goalies, and, I, that's, and I'm talking Freddie Anderson, Jack Campbell, who would go out there and, and legitimately blow a game for us. The games that yeah, the yeah. boys have lost haven't necessarily been all of them either. There's been there's been a couple of games that they've that they've that they've tossed. It hasn't been it hasn't been a Picasso by the forwards or the defense. And them games sometimes you're going to lose them. And I'm so thoroughly satisfied with what Kyle Dubas did for the goaltending is not like, it's just ridiculous to, to pull out two, not just one. Like, like mm-hmm. you remember all them years, like the misfits, as, 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 as least fans where we're like, Oh, if we could just kind of, if we could just get a number one goalie, if we could just get a goalie who could, you know, and, and like Dubas was like, eh, no big deal. I'll just go get two guys who could probably do a job in one off season. And also I'm not going to lose any assets in doing it. I'm actually going to get <laughs> other teams to pay me to take them. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's gangster stuff. Right. And, uh, and and again, we, we, uh, if you don't like Kyle Dubas and skip to the next podcast, Uh, we like him here. Uh, we're, we're fans. He, uh, he hasn't done us wrong yet. Uh, the team hasn't lived up to it, but it's not his fault just yet. So, um, good on Dubas for that. I think we got to move on to talk about what, uh, talk about the show, uh, talk about, uh, Austin Matthews. So the kid was out, I call him the kid. I'll always call him the kid, I guess. No longer the kid. He's an NHL veteran now, I guess. But he was out for, for a couple of games. Clearly, something was nagging him. Some people suspect. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the, it's like the caramel secret. No one's telling anybody what the hell is going on with Austin Matthews. But um, he was out for a couple of games. Some people are suspecting illness. Some people are suspecting nagging injury. Some people are suspecting both. But he certainly didn't look like it tonight. Any no. way, shape, or form. Or last game. Yeah, it's yeah, true. The big difference, and and it, we've heard so, on so many broadcasts lately, is Matthews had the big difference between this year and last year has been the multi goal games. Like, mm. is this his first, or I think this is probably his second multi goal game this second, season? I think, yeah, yeah, which is which is, yeah. which is crazy, and he's still only two off the pace apparently from last yeah. year. So the fact that he scored thirty five goals in thirty final thirty seven games last year is absolutely outstanding, and there's no reasons uh, to think he can't do it again. Um, because his shot is there, like that was evident t- tonight. Um, but the most impressive part of that, the fact that they called it out at the end of the game, was that block shot mm. where he oh. got down. He took he took one right. to the stomach, hook up right. the IV, and pumped that straight into my veins. When he yeah. when I when I seen him go down and block the shot facing it, no turn on your back to it, no turning turning your head, nothing, just just drop down. And blocked the shot in front of the net, which arguably I think would have—I don't know—Samsonov was was coming across. He may have made the save. He made all the other saves, so it's not unlike he couldn't have. But when you got Austin Matthews taking that level of dedication to win a game, oh, the rest of the league's in a lot of trouble, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Right? Oh, um, that's the kind of stuff. Like whenever, whenever, like when Matthew scores a goal, I'm always happy. I'm like, oh, look, Austin Matthews scored a goal. I've seen him score for score two or three hundred goals now. It's not a big deal. I don't like unless it's a real. You know, something that's an absolute beauty, like like when he undressed Buddy in Buffalo the other year, the two defenders and went top cheese. Yeah, like you, you st- like those kind of goals you do get pumped for. But when when Matthews now throws a big hit or makes a, a savage pass or blocks a shot like that, that's the kind of stuff that really gets me going now as a fan. That's weird, right? Like people are gonna yeah. say, "Oh, you're such a homer" and everything else, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I that's kind of what I do. Because <laughs> now you know that wins. So I mean, Matthews is is on the team there with John Tavares, 
And everybody says John Tavares is the little thing king, right? I mean, John Tavares has scored a billion goals in his career. I mean, he's 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 one of the top goal scorers in in the post lockout era. Um, and uh, and but he comes to work every day and works on all that other stuff: the faceoffs, the 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 defensive play, you know, the two hundred foot game, the whole shooting match. And uh, if any of that, if any, if if the most minute bit of that rubs off on Austin Matthews, then, <clears throat> then this team is in a really good spot. You're going to yeah. say something, Patty? Yeah, so one of the things, my biggest pet peeves over the last number of years, when the Leafs get eliminated, the first thing that they go, media go to, fans go to, oh, the Leafs don't have killer instincts. Nobody can absolutely define what killer instinct means. They can't define it. They they only give examples of players who have won cups or go deep and all those types of things. And they automatically, just because they go deep, they get killer instinct. So maybe there's little things like this that when he's blocking shots, Marner block shots from time to time, that will get rid of that. Thing because I thought that was just no one could ever define what killer instinct meant. Um, we had we had Joe Bowen on the show. We asked Joe Bowen. We said, Joe, we're confused. What is this killer instinct? And Joe was like, Listen, you can't buy it on a shelf. <laughs> it's, it's not something you can purchase. You either have it or you don't. And yeah, uh, that was the best explanation that that uh, that that I've ever gotten. And and Joe went on to say that you you, you don't buy it, you don't acquire it, uh, you gain killer instinct through uh, through the process of the losing that they've done. So you got to assume that they're tired of it and that they're willing to do whatever it takes to get the W. And I think that that comes with the maturity of the players. You know, these guys want to win and they want to win in Toronto and. Uh, this year, next year is their window. That's basically, you know, not saying it's going to close off in any time soon. They're going to be a contender for years to come. Uh, but this particular group, uh, their window, their window is is now. You're going to see some changes, most likely, unless something. I don't know how you can fit Nylander in, but then again, I didn't know how you're going to fit him in the first time. So uh, there's that. But I mean, I don't want to talk about that either in this podcast. That's going to be talked about way too much in coming years. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, this this version of the Leafs, uh, this is their opportunity. Uh, they're all playing the best hockey that I've seen them play in their time as Toronto Maple Leafs collectively at the same time. I mean, Mariner is on another stupid go yeah. uh, scoring streak, home home scoring streak now to, to tack on to to his record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthews, while he's had the biggest bum season we've ever seen, he's got twenty four goals now or something stupid. Um, John Tavares is having a John Tavares type season, not on pace for for career highs, but he's still a point per game player. And William Nylander, I think, is probably the most underrated player on the team. Easily. Best player from de- from game one. Yeah, I think uh, I think so piece. too. Like that that move he made, and Jeff O'Neill brought it up in the in the intermission today. That move he made over time to go to net. That's that's a power move. Yeah. Um, if he can keep on showing it. and he's shown it from time to time um that boy is i think chad you said he's a tank he's a big boy nobody nobody thinks just because he's swedish they think he's uh he's a tank man he's huge yeah he, he's a big boy like I, I honestly think he's been the best player from day one this season consistent yeah uh, but if you can get matthews going with start getting into the zone of getting multiple goal games uh, i think the team goes to another level again well, that, and I think what's really going to impact this team in a in a big way, because the Matthews line is the Matthews line. That's not going to change. Nylander, Matthews, Bunting has been great all year. In a year yeah. when Matthews is a bum, and I love saying that because it's, it's like blasphemy. You know, he's probably <laughs> going to score 50. But my point my point being is that, like, that line is not going to change. They've been too, too, too consistent game in, game out. Nylander and him just work so well together, it's ridiculous. Bunting is at, an, at, at another level. Uh, he's really playing the role well, playing it as good or better than Zach Hyman did uh, for a, uh, a, a fifth of the price. Um uh, the big, the big change is going to be post trade deadline when they get a right winger to play with Tavares and Mariner. Boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy! If they get the right player, and I got no, I got no question in my mind as to whether Kyle Dubas will because he does. So again, mm-hmm. if you manage to stomach the first lot of Dubas love, strap in because here it comes again. Dubas is going to go out there and get a right winger or left winger or whatever it is, and and uh, well, don't need a right winger. Mariner's playing the right side. Then again, Mariner can play anywhere. Uh, he's going to go get a player who can, who, can, who can slide in on that left side. Um, and I really think 
complete that line. We haven't had that yeah. yet. Uh, we'll talk about that some more because I, th- I think we're, we're due for an episode of, or a segment of, of Patty's wish list. I'll, I'll get to Patty now in a little bit about that. But I, I just I just can't help but feel that's going to be the piece that completes the puzzle for me anyway. Well, and you know what? It's not about the player that's coming in necessarily. You take a yarn croc who does not look uh, bad on that uh, on that second no. line. Like he's looking very good, strong shifts every game. The fact that he can actually move down to the third line is not about making the second line stronger because that's pretty strong. Right up there, mm-hmm. you can play with you got the Leafs got two first lines essentially. Yeah. But the fact that you can bring a yarn croc down to your third line as someone else bumps down to the fourth, like Kerfoot was slotted in on the fourth line tonight. I got I don't love my fourth line guy making three and a half million or whatever he's making, but if that makes him a little bit more deep, he's probably going to get a little bit more chances. So, well, the thing um, is, if if Kerfoot has played well enough to stay in the lineup, but other players have played well enough to move up ahead of him, I'm fine with that. Right now, if if my three and a half million dollar player is playing the fourth line next year, I've got a very big problem with that. Right, yeah. but if if guys are elevating their game to the point where they're shuffing guys down the lineup who are bona fide NHL players, I mean, on, on a lot of a lot of teams in this league, Kerfoot is a second line player, uh, yeah. complimentary to good good players. He got the foot speed. He's normally he's got to finish. You've had a bit of bit, bit of a Ilya Mikheyev type snake bite this year, but um, but yeah, no, he, there's no knock for me on Alexander Kerfoot. I think he's he's again he's you know your five tool player as you've described him before, and uh, and going into the playoffs, those are the kind of guys you need when. You know, again, killing penalties. He's defensively responsible at times when you need that that little push. So I don't know. Like I said, uh, I, I I find it funny that he's on the fourth line, but I have no real issue with it because the fourth line looks great. <laughs> so. I, I I think the biggest challenge the Leafs got when you compare it against Boston, when they showed the numbers the other night of production on Boston's third line, Hall, Federick, and I think it's Charlie Coyle. They've got 33, goal, 33 goals. If we say for a moment that our third line, I'm just looking at the stats here now, Kerfoot, Engvall, and Campus. Is that fair to say is our third line? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Kerfoot got seven. Engvall got nine. Kampf got four. Yeah. So, like, I think we need more production. We'll get, yeah. get to the wish list in a second. Um, everybody says defense, and I'm like, guys, stop listening to TSN and all these places. The Leafs do not have a defensive problem at all. They We haven't – they showed us that – I think it was over the weekend, the last, I think, seven or eight decided games where the Leafs have lost in the playoffs. I think the number of power play goals scored was zero <laughs> in those games. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm not blaming Matthews and all these guys because they're played very very hard defensively in those games. Yeah. Very tight. So, I, I, I think you need that score, that natural score. Is it a Brock Besser or someone? I don't know. We'll get into the wish list in a second. But we need someone to slot in on that second line who has the ability to potentially go down on that third line. Well, yes, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I'll throw it back to, again, I love drop, name dropping. I'm that guy, right? I, I, I like name drop when I, when I finally made a connection that, that matters. Um, guy I talked to, ex, ex-Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, Christopher Stieg, retired, two Stanley Cups with Cheryl Blackhawks, right? And again, I asked Chris one time what, what the difference was when the years when they won the Cup. And because I mean, it wasn't like they won back-to-back cups. They won a cup in, I don't know the years. It was like five years apart. Though. It was like 2010 and 2015 or something stupid. I don't know. That's yeah. Don't quote me on those dates, but it was something like that. Uh, and Chris ended up on a team both times. He got traded back to him, and then they won another cup. And I asked him. I said, you know, what was what was the difference maker in the playoffs? And he said, he said, I truly believe. He said, and this, he's a total bias. He said, but I believe he said that that your third line production is a big part of your playoff success. He said the two years that they won the cup, their third line put up 20 goals in the playoffs. Yes, right? huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's because your, your, your top lines are skating against other incredibly good top lines. Incredibly good. So you got, mm-hmm. to, you got to have that advantage somewhere. And to me, everything Chris said made 100% sense to me. And I haven't really thought about it like that before. Because you think about defense and goaltending wins your cups. And, all, and yes, that is true. You're not going to want to stand the cup without a great goaltender. But what made it, I asked him what made a difference for his teams. And uh, he said that's what he believed you know, helped tip the scale. Because a lot of those games, the, the third line chipped in one or two goals. And I think one of the, one of the cups when Dave Bowens, I'd like to say Dave Bowen had, had the cup yeah. winner. I don't know, but he wouldn't on the third line. And, and, yeah, and actually won, won the cup, yep. right? Then he, he, to then he came to Toronto. Exactly. He came but, to Toronto and scored no goals. You know what? We we don't have the talent right now. 
at least unless someone surprises us in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think we have the talent on the third and fourth lines to to pull a Lonnie Bahana. So I'm going to pull that one out of the hat. Oh my god! Uh, maybe go. someone will surprise us. One player will probably surprise us, but not not two or three. Um, I just and if they got to be shut down lines, but. I don't know. I, I really think we need more scoring. Like, I have no problem with Jordy Ben out there in the playoffs. I really, really don't. Um, maybe don't play every game. I have I have zero problems with the DFF. They could add someone. Every position needs an upgrade. But- so my question with Jordy Ben is, because he's, a, for, for me, Jordy Ben is number six guy, right? Does Jordy Ben get into your lineup in the playoffs above Connor Timmons, who's been yes. a standout? You think so? And Sandine. And Sandine. So... I got a funny feeling Chad's going to disagree with you. Chad? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm on the Timmons train. Like, every time he gets set, I'm getting kind of pissed. Like, <laughs> he does something great every game. It's like, oh, no, he's out this game, and we're going to slot somebody else in. And, yes, I love Jordy Ben there, and I, I like Sandine there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want Timmons in there. So who's your top six going to the playoffs? So for me, it's not looking at pairings. Raleigh Brody, um, Hall Giordano, Lilligren. Mm-hmm. And Jordy Ben. Uh, for for me, that's going to be a rotating spot. My my bottom six is probably my bottom six is probably Timmons, Timmons and Hall is what I would is what I would like to see. But now they're both right-handed shots, right? That's what I would like to see is that shuffled down. Then my my middle pair being Lilligren Brody, and my top pair being Riley and Eric Carlson. <laughs> I don't think it's too much oh, to I'd ask. Love it. Oh, I love it. But anyway, no um, that, I think we're, we're, happen, but. We're, we're tiptoeing around it here. Let's talk about Patty's wish list. It's a new segment we introduced a few episodes back. I always like to, because Patty sits around, like when Patty's not eating or sleeping, he sits around thinking about the Leafs. So um, actually probably when he's eating too. Anyway, oh, and uh, Patty always is, is, is on the, the, the Twitter and on the, the face page and on the this and that and looking up player stats and profiles and, and examining the games and listening to Sports Center and doing it all, and I want to see what his wish list is today. So we're we're heading towards towards trade deadline. It's gonna be it's gonna creep up on us really quick. Uh, what are you feeling, Patty? So I was really on the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I train, I should say. I still have no problem doing it. Although a lot of the segments and articles that I've read doesn't have O'Reilly paired up with the Leafs. LeBron did, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of other folks say say no. And I don't know if that's exactly the type of player we need. I I think we need need a like a, a more of a score. Um, I think Dubas. I'll get to my guy in a second, but I think Dubas is going to do one of two things up front. He's either going to go for the older rental like a Ryan O'Reilly, or he's going to go with the mid younger guy, 25, 26 year old with term. I don't think he's going to go for the Bo Horvat, who's a little bit younger, who's going to be a UFA. I I just don't see that happening. Because you know someone's going to pay a Paul for him. And I don't know if the Leafs can pay out a big contract to Bo Horvath. No. So the yeah, guy I that I would Boston love to have, because he's in my fantasy pool as well. But the guy, and I'm absolutely floored that he'd be available. But the more and more that I read he is, is Konechny in Philly. He's got three years at five and a half. See, like, uh, I, see uh, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I'd love to have Travis Konechny, but I've got such a sore spot in my life that the Leafs could have drafted Travis Konechny and didn't. And I have a hard time getting past that because, like, I mean, maybe it's because my wife says I hold on to grudges too long. I don't know. And she's probably right. But I've got a serious, like, I I remember following that draft that year, and I looked at it, and I was like, yes, no, this guy's this guy, you know, he's around where the Leafs could draft. He's he's got all kinds of offensive upside. He's snarly. He's physical. All that. Didn't stuff. he have some major concussions going going into the draft? Uh, he had some issues, some health issues. Yeah, I think he had some major con- concussion issues going in. It was like, but that's why he felt he was going to drop right out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why he. But he's fantastic. Who did um, we take? We, we traded down to Philadelphia, so we right, we right. we traded down. We got we took two second round picks, which we used to draft mm-hmm. Dermot and Brocco. <sighs> moving yeah, on, moving on. I agree. Uh, there I like was an attempt. Yeah, yeah. Both, both. You know what? At the time, Dermot, at, Dermot, and Brocco. Brocco was. Both of them had huge upside. Yeah. Hindsight 
is whatever. But at the time, it was probably the right decision. Um, but, uh, I don't I, know how Philadelphia makes Konechny available unless they're going into a massive rebuild, which they would have to if you're trading arguably your your best player. I think he is. Um, like three years, five and a half. I, I hate to say it, it may cost you a Matthew Nice. I don't know how it no, does. I don't know how I feel about Matthew Nice. I have no, I, I just, sometimes I'm like, is it too much? It, it, it's a lot to throw away and, and then I'll be sitting around complaining about that and holding a grudge about that for years to come. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm like, boys, like we got to win a cup at some point here. If we don't, what's yeah, it all for? It right? But that's you the only s- guy I trade Matthew Nice for is a guy, young guy. With who, play, who plays like Matthew Nice? <laughs> it's like it's what you're looking for. So maybe we just keep just, Nice, you know? Yeah, for cheap. And uh, I just watched a pretty sick uh, in-the-end shorthanded goal by him on the 14th of January. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, six well, that, three, two hundred ten pounds. I, I, How I about think, we get him and put him on the wish list for me? Let's yeah, get him. I wish that, he was here now. That's my only concern is, is trading Matthew Nice for a guy like Matthew Nice. Uh, but again, Matthew Nice not proven, right? No, Matthew Nyes might be the next no. Jeremy Brockle for all we know. Um, NCAA hockey is what it is. They're, they're, they're strong teams and there are weaker teams. And there's certainly players in the NCAA who are never going to get a sniff at the NHL. So mm. when, when a guy like him, who is yes, six, whatever, two something, uh, skates around a defender, like he stopped. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, we've seen a lot of guys win the Hobie Baker and come into the NHL and kind of muff it. Born in Phoenix too, right? Just imagine him playing with Matthews. It's weird. Right? I, 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 but he is the only one. Like everybody says, you don't want to get rid of Nice. Yeah, there are players you will get rid of Nice for. I think by the end of this podcast, we can talk you out of that, but we're not going to because we're going to move on. We got Patty's wish list. I liked it. That was that was that was good. Uh, we'll we'll see where that one goes now in the coming weeks because there are some names starting starting to crop up that are interesting. Interesting names. Yeah, linked. Yeah. I, I did I did like the Brock Besser idea because I was always a bit of a Besser fan. I'm not much on American hockey players, but then again. Matthews, what are you going to do? Do we lose our American uh, subscription base yeah. of one? <laughs> I mean, got some Matthews and Zegras and all these guys. I'm okay with them. That's Chucks. Uh, I don't like I'm warming up a bit. I can't, I can't, I can't bring myself oh. to it. I don't know. I just, nah, too I mean, much, much swagger. The, the reason I, I can't I, watch I, basketball is because of the swagger that the players carry, and it's just too much of it with, with, with Zegras. I just, I don't know. Anyway. Bester don't, don't get a great contract either. Like, No, it's not. And you don't know what's going. You don't know what you're going to get with Besser. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'd rather take in a connect me, throw, throw it all in for him. You know what you're getting. You got a, a very budget, nice contract there. Um, yeah, you're going to have to pay him after that. But at that point in time, they're probably ready to pay someone else big. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's he's no, my guy. No, I like it, and I love how in 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 uh, in podcasting 101 they would have taught you that. Yes, you mentioned that you have a guy, but then talk about other people first and then get to your guy. Building the suspense, folks. Patty Phillips. I love it. All right. Um, so the only other thing I had to, to mark down here to, to chat about was uh, was uh, an, uh, another segment. Bring, the, bring him back an oldie. An oldie but a goodie. Uh, it'll be our first uh, segment of the year for Yes by No by. Actually, first of the of the season, season, season three. Yeah. So this segment came out real early in season one, and people kind of digged it. Uh, we're based in Newfoundland, all of us, and uh, and if you haven't heard the phrase "yes by" or "no by," then uh, then you probably haven't spent a lot of time in and around Newfoundlanders. It's very common. Uh, instead of saying yes or no, we always say yes by or no by. It's pretty pretty standard issue uh, terminology here on the Rock. So I got uh, three questions. I'm going to toss it to the boys, and I'm going to let them answer, and we'll go from there. So uh, McMahon, Bobby McMahon, former short term, anyway. Uh, Newfoundland Growler, actually. Spent a little yeah. bit of time here. Um, has he played well enough to secure a spot regular on the Fort Line? Yes, by or no by? Who's going first? Don't care. Okay, I'll go. No by. No by? How come? Not a big enough sample yet. I, I think uh, Pontus Holmberg probably deserves it over him. Mm-hmm. Not the same player, but he hasn't played bad by no means. He hasn't shocked me by no means. He's just he's played he's played good hockey. Don't mm-hmm. look out of place yeah. by no means, but it's a no buy for me. 
All right, moving on from Debbie Downer. What do you think there, uh, Chad? I'm not convinced yet, so I guess I'll say Noah. And it's like not saying nothing bad about Bobby McMahon. It's just it hasn't wowed, but it hasn't made me groan either. So it's kind of kind of lukewarm at the moment. As a lukewarm Noah. For for me, I'm a yes buy, and I'll tell you why. Because I've really liked the fact he's brought something to the fourth line that I don't think they've had before. I, I think he's bringing something to the team that I don't think they have. He he pl- he's a big body for one. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys on that team that are six two plus. Um, he's a big body, and he plays like it. Right? He, he's not going to deliver the bone crushing hits. Like I mean, got uh, got to give it to uh, uh, Ashton Reese. Um, yeah. He's delivering delivering the pain a lot of games, uh, not in a big way, but he's he's throwing the body. Uh, Bobby's not doing that, but he is he is he is tough to play against. Like I mean, I guarantee you, like when a defender sees him coming, they got their head up, right? I I really enjoy his style of play, but he's very 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 akin to knowing where that net is. He's always looking. He's he's been around it. He hasn't gotten a goal yet. He's he made a couple yeah. of really nice passes tonight in his limited in his limited time on the ice. I mean, going into going hard into the corner, fishing the pocket, and, and passing basically through the crease, you know, to create a scoring opportunity and on the fourth line. I've noticed the fourth line has been much more effective since he's joined it, and that I find enjoyable. So yeah. for that reason, I say yes, by while I do agree with you guys, the sample size is incredibly small, and he hasn't wowed yet. I think he's on the path to do so, uh, and I think that's why he's getting elevated opportunities. That and, well, there's injuries. How in did we get him again? Oh, I don't even want to venture to guess. I, that's one of those players that I, I didn't follow from Man. from birth. Yeah, I I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it's just a free agent signing last year or something. Let's find out. While Chad digs, I'm going to go uh, with my second question. We got three questions for you, Spinova. Question number two, Pierre Engvall. You know how I love to talk about Pierre Engvall? Has Pierre Engvall so far this year lived up to his contract, which let's keep in mind that, yes, it's not a lot of money. However, post-COVID, it's kind of a lot of money. Um, what is it again? Uh, like a little better than $2 million, I think. $2 million bucks, third line. He has produced and he has looked reasonably good lately. Has he lived up to his contract thus far, or would you like to see him go at the trade deadline? Yes, by no by. Um... I can't have a medium buy or a so-so buy, can I? No, um, no, I'll go with yes buy. Like, I don't have high expectations for the man, for the boy or the man, whatever he is. Um, so he does a lot of really good stuff out there. Uh, I have more of a problem with Kerfoot only because of how much he makes and that we can get what he offers for so much, so much less in terms of cap it. Um, if he was in three million, yeah, I would say no buy. But if he's in the two million dollar range, then I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I think he's got nine goals. I said there earlier, so yeah. you know what this, they actually said on the broadcast that if he can get fifteen goals, fifteen assists this year, which is quite like quite possible, um, not bad for a third liner who's not on the power play. Yep. So and that was the quote that's that sprung that question to my mind because. I've been very much from ever since he signed that contract. Like, like I couldn't understand what he did to earn a raise to begin with. So that there was that. But um, but lately, like I said, I, I I'll eat my share of crow. I likes it with uh, with honey mustard barbecue sauce and extra salt. Um, I'll eat my share of crow when when the time is due. And I think that Engvall has again, like he did last year, second half of the season last year, he turned it on. He yeah. scored a few goals. He played incredibly well. Uh, tonight, I thought he played well. I thought I thought he looked effective out there. I thought when he was out there, well, the, the other thing, the third line has spent a lot more time in the offensive zone than I'm accustomed to them spending. They 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 are a problem for other teams. They don't generate a ton of chances, but I don't care as long as they're in the other end. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, it, the third line don't have to score. Like it's gravy if it does, but if they're preventing goals, then like great as well. My only thing with Engvall, and he did it tonight. He's done a little bit recently, and is that turn back move? And he used oh, to do it down yeah. corner. Yeah. Now he does it around the blue line, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, just go a little Pretty bit further down there. the corner, and no cutting back at the blue line because uh, dip three, your shoulder. Three guys pounced on him. Dip your shoulder like Willie Nylander and go for it. <laughs> That's what I yeah. like to see him yes. do. That's well, what I want to see him do because he can. He has he, the reach. He, he has the reach. 
He has he has the size. Do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, do it. Totally. But yeah, anyway, I got to throw out the chat on that one now. We'll 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 get your yes by no by on the Engval contract and we'll see if you've got an update on Bobby McMahon. I think yes by. I think he's been all right. You know, he has his ups and downs, and I mean he's not going to be your top six. So you know, I think he's been good and like I said, what are you gonna replace him with? Something the same, if not as good. I think it's a yes buy for him. Not like a, a crazy yes buy, but yeah, he is what he is, and you know what? I'm all right with him there. It's just, yeah. of course, you would like to see a couple things change, but that's all you can do because when he does good, when he gets those legs moving, and he got a wicked shot. I wish he had a surprisingly good shot. I wish he did it more. Yeah. The stick but, is about 17 feet long, so get a bit of flex on that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's got a lot of sellies in the back pocket he hasn't had a chance to use yet. So I'm looking forward to that <laughs> as well, because this is Deke Snipe Silly Podcast. Nice. Any update on Bobby McMahon? You, did you see anything in your research? Yes, Bobby McMahon was signed to the Marlies in April of 2020, and that's when he saw some growlers time, a few games, like eight games. And yep. then he signed with the uh, Marlies again, and on he went. So it was an From AHL Wainwright, con- Alberta. Actually, I can actually say I've been to your, your hometown. Was it an AHL contract? And then he signed him to a... Oh, getting into the nitties. Um, yeah, I, I can kind of recall when he got him, but I it was such a, of course, way under the radar type of move. Yeah, I remember him coming in as well. I remember him actually playing really well this year in training camp. Uh, yeah, he he looked he looked effective, uh, which he should have. I mean, he had a great season last year in the AHL. Right, the AHL is not an easy is not an easy league to score goals in, and he had twenty plus yeah. goals in the AHL last year. So, um, no, I, AHL two year AHL contract. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So I I got no issue with Bobby McMahon, and, and like I said, I I, gen, I genuinely when he comes on the ice, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Like he's he's perked my interest because it's something yeah. that that we don't see a lot of. It's a different style of play. My comparison when it comes to Bobby McMahon, the guy, because I can you know, like compare him to people, is a poor man's Rick Nash. Like the way Rick Nash used to used to go into the corners with speed. Mm. That is what again, IV needle veins. Come on with it. That's what I. That's what I love that. And he's, yeah. He while well, he's no Rick Nash. I don't want anybody to be blah. Oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Because well, we kind of don't sometimes. But again, like like I said, when he dips the shoulder or when he goes in, when he approaches, he approaches going into the corner square on. I'm like, yeah, come on with it. Like, come on with it, yeah. full speed. So uh, yeah, no, for that reason, I'm I'm a McMahon McMahon fan. Boom. Hey, and you're right, copyright. It- Boom. <laughs> Make that uh, order order your t-shirts at deeksnowsilly.ca. <laughs> oh, oh, let's get something straight though. With my lukewarm no buy, I still want to see some more games out of him first before I actually want to, you know, see him replaced. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Listen, if we if, if we talk long enough here about, about Bobby McMahon, we'll have him on the second line with Tavares and Marner. That, that's that's how that's how jaded we are as fans. What do you mean with with Canise and uh and uh, Patty Kane, you mean? Yeah, well, true. But a huge win this year, you know, and it's been a bit of a, a bit of a beef with not beef. I don't know if there was a drawback of the Leafs over the last number of years. They haven't really graduated very many folks from them early. So the fact that Holmberg has come up um, now, McMahon has seen some time and and they're effective. Um, like that's a good sign. We haven't done enough enough of that, and that hasn't helped the Cap either. We've had to go out and find those players slot into the third and fourth line, but um if we can and I and I know there's more down there, but Oh, they've got some players and, and like and it's really funny because I mean I follow the Marlies religiously. I have for years. And this year I was kinda of lukewarm on the Marlies. I was like, there's this doesn't seem like a lot of depth, but they've got a lot of the same kind of players, if that makes sense. Those Joey Anderson type yeah. players. Uh they've got a lot of them. And and I think uh, McMahon falls into that category. I think he's just playing a slightly higher clip than than Joey Anderson in my mind. Uh, and I like Anderson as well. I think he brings a little bit more of that aggressive element to the team that I I, I love. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and no, I'm cool with that. But I mean, they've got some guys in there like uh, like SDA as well. I mean, SDA is a, is a fantastic hockey player. Yep. I think I think he's got a place in the NHL very soon. Maybe not with the Leafs. He's the kind of guy who would easily go out in a trade as a yep. as a complimentary piece for a team looking to mm-hmm. rebuild who needs a third line. Uh, center or whatever it might be, young guy, playmaker, whatever it is. That, I don't even know if he's a centerman. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good young players there in in that organization. That again, um, their three tiered plan that that they, that they rolled out when they when they brought the Growlers on board has paid dividends. They've seen guys come up from the from the Growlers to the Marlies, and then they've pushed Marlies up to the up to the another one there now. Gogolev will be another one coming up. 
listen, Gogol have got he's, no business in the ECHL. None no. whatsoever. No, I don't know. Right. I don't know why he's I, I don't know. Anyway, Pavel Gogolev guys Not keep the time. When when he was drafted by the Leafs, I was excited. I thought he was going to be a great a great addition to the to the franchise. To see him in St. John's blows my mind. I can't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's here. It's great for the fans. The fans here love him. Uh Gogol's uh Gogol's quite the player. I think he's gonna breeze on through the Marlies to an NHL club in the next year or two at the most. Right. Last question. Oh, sorry, get I was going to say, uh, while we're talking about the Marlies and players, uh, anybody checking out Joey Wall lately? I was just going to mention that. (laughs) Wow. Go go for it. Spread some love. Yeah, 926 average, 10 and 0. It's just, uh, okay. Very good. Keep it going. All right. And then we're talking about Samsonov and Murray. And okay. I like that. The the problem, though, is like how you've got two positions. I think you're going to su- sign Samsonov to at least a three-year contract. That wouldn't surprise me in the least. They're not they're not letting the 25 year old mm. goalie walk. I I just don't see it. Well, um, he's an RFA at, at, as well. Like, holy cow, awesome. Yeah, we we hold a lot of chips. Right. Like, what better of a situation do you want to put yourself in? I can't believe they got the guy for nothing. <laughs> I, just, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> like. I was yeah. all excited when they traded for Jack Campbell. We gave up some great assets to get Jack Campbell. And, and, and that means Jack Campbell, Jake, Jake Muslin, and these guys came in from LA and everything else. But we, you know, we lost. Sean Jersey was a great, a great piece, great oh, prospect, yeah. and he's he's paying yeah. dividends in LA. He's a good looking player. But like lately, Dubas has just just he's gone full on gangster level, and he's just bring continually continue bringing guys into our system and giving away absolutely nothing. And like it's a total total gangster move to get Matt Murray and actually have the other team pay you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's like I don't know how the guy how the guy doesn't get more consideration for GM of the year is only because I think who the team that he he works for and all the the, the media around it. If any other team in the NHL brought their franchise from where Dubas was when he took it over to where it is today and made the trades he did, made the moves he did, I, I think Listen, it's an automatic. But if they ever make it out of the first round, he'll he'll win that. So do yeah, my, I think you're probably right. Shouldn't matter. But is, I, I agree. Do no, Wall no, no, become no. a trade chip? Man, that'd be a good return for someone that like. I don't hmm. know. My my answer is yes, by so this is a bonus question, folks, because Patty did Patty made it up for me. Uh, Joseph Wall is an absolute trade chip. He hasn't proved himself at the NHL level whatsoever. Uh, when a goalie's on a hot streak and you're thinking about letting him go, or you've got goalie depth already, yeah, yeah. If we get some, you, if we get a Patty Kane and on the back end of that, but I think mm-hmm. you got yes, three a. I think because you're going to, there's trades where you're going to have to trade an A prospect or a B prospect or probably a C or whatever. I think the Leafs have probably got three A prospects right now. And that's Nyes, Nimala, Wall. I don't know if you throw Fraser Minton or Hervinen or those guys in there yet. I, I, I don't they're know. they're B's, yeah. Yeah, they're probably B's, but I think Wall's probably got himself into that A conversation. Um, yeah, he's certainly as small as you. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead with number three. Uh, I want to hear from I want to hear from Chad on the on the on the trade chip. Yes, by no by. Joey Well, I could see him going because if he like you know he's looking at his own career as well. He's got a bit of time. He's got a window. He's got to make as well. And this is the push that's probably going to get him that ticket. And it's not going to be with Murray and Samsonov unless something really bad happens. Maybe we yeah. keep him just in case something really bad happens. Well, we got a good number three. We got Shalgren. I I really loved kid. I really there's nothing about that young yeah. that young fella that I don't like. Again, why not trade him though? Why not? I got I got no issue with that either. Like either or, I'm fine with. But Shalgren has done it at the NHL level, and mm-hmm. consistently. Like any like he backed up for better part of half season last year, and yeah, yeah. none none of the none of the losses were stinkers, and none of them were on him. There were t- there were games when the least didn't show up, started poorly, didn't start on time, hung up dry, this kind of stuff. Shalgren's a great goaltender. I think he's steady. I think he's going to make a great, great backup for a couple of years. He's going to follow that trajectory of the guys who come in and back up. Yeah. He's not going to break into the league as a number one goaltender. He's going to back up for a couple of years, i.e. to Martin Jones, that kind of guy, and then suddenly, boom, you know, uh, he'll have his spot on a team somewhere and he'll be a regular household name. Um, Connor Hellebuck, who we got real familiar with here at the AHL level, fantastic goalie. He should have probably been in the league earlier than he was, but again, he was on that different level of progression. Uh, yeah. And when he broke in with the Jets, he wasn't their number one. But no. he proved really quickly that he was capable of that. I think everyone knew that. But again, 
goalies are so weird. You don't know what you're well, getting. H- Hutch hit the decline and he hit the incline. Oh, exactly. Perfect place and time. But like I said, when we mm. watched him, when we watched him here in St. John's, he wasn't even really the best goalie we had. You know, he was good. He was good, but he wasn't like he wasn't like Hellebuck good now. (laughs) You know, he's really developed and and took his game to the next level. So um, we had Pasquale, right? Same time. Yes. Yes. Pasquale was our number one. Was our number one tender. Um, So again, uh, goalies, you don't know what you're getting. I trade a goalie in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, yeah. maybe as me as a poor GM because you should value your goalies high, but I find goalies such a crapshoot that when a Kyle Dubas can go out and get two for nothing, ah, trade what you got. I don't care at that point. Yeah. We, we need people who can put puck in the net. Um, yeah, you know what? And how how great is it that we went from a system where we had, I'm gonna say zero goaltending depth because we didn't know what Shogren was about until the injuries happened last year. Now you got Shogren. Now you've got Wall there. Like Wall and Scott were write offs, I thought last year. I didn't I didn't figure Wall into the long term plans. You got Wall, you've got Shogren, you got the the new kid that we drafted out of Sweden who's got a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um like there's a lot of and Petrozelli or whatever. Like we've all of a sudden got depth there that same thing. In a heartbeat, I'd get rid of one of them. Yeah. And it probably will happen. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, uh, no, not at all. So weird to be in a place where at least got goaltending depth. So freaky to me. Like it's just been such a, even even in the recent years, where at least have been a good team. I never ever felt like we had good goaltending depth. You know, we had Aaron Dell for a while, and yeah, and, right. and, and Hutchison. Like uh, like the, the goaltending carousel of of average to poor NHL goalies that have been coming through as backups is just a little putrid, right? Well, uh, I mean, the question is not now gone too. Because you always hear it. Oh no! What if Freddie goes down, and gets hurt, or what if Jack goes down and gets hurt? Well, you know what? I don't know if that question is around the Leafs anymore. And that question was that question was relevant. What if I, just Thurston goes down in New York? I legitimately don't care if Samsonov and Murray go down. That's how comfortable yeah. I am right now. I wouldn't be happy. Who would? Your number one and two goaltenders go down. Do I think that we'd fall out of a playoff spot? Not not a chance. Not a chance. Do I think that we 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 it would cost us a first round uh, victory? No, it's not going to land on the goalies. The goalies, well, yes, you need good goaltending to win a cup. I don't believe our depth is poor enough that it would affect us that negatively. Shalgren has proven he can win with 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 this particular team in front of him. Uh, Joseph Wall is on an absolute heater, or like a heater of heaters. Yeah. Uh, don't know what that translates into, but hey, it's not a bad thing. So again. I don't know. I, I'm just so happy with the goaltending. It's not even a conversation point for me. The only time I want to talk about goaltending is when they absolutely tear us up other teams like they did tonight. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the goalie puts team on his back and keeps the game stale long enough for a Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares uh, show, basically. And that's, that's the name of the game here, right? Last question. Yes, a buy, no buy. Number 34 out of Phoenix, Arizona, Austin Matthews, scores 60 goals this season. Yes, by, no, by. Coach, Ed, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to say no, by. No, but listen, you're, anyway, you're, going, on, you're going on record here, right? So you got to yep, get I'm this on one record. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going oh, to uh, no uh, say, you know what? I'll say he's going to finish off with a good old 55 speed limit. Not here. Patty? I, I'm a no buy. Like I, I, and not for negative reasons. I just think he's taken his game to a different level. He's added different components that are probably not going to put him in a, the same position to score. Uh, he don't have Mitch. I know Willie's there. He don't have Mitch feeding him the puck. Uh, I'm. I think he'll get his fifty, but it won't be much more than that. Well, I got to tell you, boys. I'm a yes buy, and I'm going to tell you why. Right? It's just a fun to listen to a podcast where everybody agrees. I'm a yes bud because this young man has been on pace for 60 goals for just about three years. Just COVID keeps screwing him over. Right? Yeah. He scored, what was it, 35 goals in 37 games to finish the season last year? Something foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, he had a stinker of a season so far by Austin Matthews standards. By anybody else's standards who even remotely loves the game, he's still should be in the all-star game, which I don't know mm-hmm. if that's going to happen, but anyway, he should be. Um, so yeah, no, I'm a yes by because I, I just, I can't bring myself to bet against Austin Matthews when it comes to putting the puck in the net. 
So I'm going to say yes, Bo. I think if he does it, it will be one hell of a ride to watch along the way here. Multiple, multiple two, three goal games. Just yeah. he can go from well, he's got 23 goals now, right? Is it 23, 24? Anyway, whatever. Uh, he can go from 23 to 33 here in a in a hurry, like before the end of the month, <laughs> if uh, if uh, if he really gets going here and. If the night was any indication, when they said he could have had five goals in the first two periods, that's that's that that phrase is overused, I find, in the NHL. But he legitimately had those kind of opportunities on his stick. You know, he didn't bury, which normally you'd say, okay, well, if he could have had five goals, why didn't he score five goals? That's stupid. Because um, you do have a goaltender to beat, an NHL-level goaltender. But, I mean, he, he just barely didn't score four or five goals. Like, barely, you know? Yeah. Uh, if he keeps that kind of vibe going and he's feeling confident and he's blocking shots and he's playing physical and he's he's taking a skate suit from under a guy who cross checks him three times and again IV needle veins uh i'm a yes by austin matthews for 60 right. i well, sure hope so because i love the i guy. will buy you a can of meatballs if he uh yeah if he's oh, if he goes you heard it here first boys 60 gold Frasier can of meatballs Frasier farms and i'll buy you a shoestring fries Three ninety nine at Piper's. Get them water hot, boys. All right. <laughs> uh, one more thing. I think we're going to do something a little bit different. We did it last, last week, actually. Uh, we did a, a, sh- a fan shout-out, and I kind of dig it. I think it's cool that we actually have people who listen to our podcast regularly and who enjoy listening to the banter of, of three uh, three totally biased, totally total homers, uh, but also Leafs fans and hockey fans in general. Uh, fan shout-out. So uh, DSC fan shout out is the segment. I'm gonna throw it over to Patty. Patty, you've you got a sh- uh, got a fan you want to shout out? Yeah, our good buddy Brendan Hickey. Um, yeah, nice. May- maybe our most loyal listener. Uh, the fact that he's texting me, he texted me just as we we came on, and started recording this tonight. Like, when's the next one? And uh, we understand people don't listen to the full shows and all that, but that guy does. And the fact that he's a memorabilia freak like myself. Um, he's always securing the really good wins and game use pucks. Uh, just got Bunting's uh puck from I think a game in Detroit or something. Uh, one of the goals he scored. So yeah, Brendan, he's a uh, top shelf Leaf fan and DSC supporter. All right, nice shout out. I love it. Uh, DSC fan of the week, Mister Brandon. Brandon, you should come on for uh for an average Joe episode. We haven't done one of those in uh, in this season, and we're due for one. Uh, our last average Joe is now a full-time employee. So, uh, yeah, um, hopefully get that guy on for, for a visit. Yeah, maybe we can show some prize possessions that he hasn't posted yet on yeah, the Leafs Nation Newfoundland group because I enjoy his posts there. I mean, the dude's, like, picking up, like, the little mini transport trucks, not just one, but, like, every single different version of it. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah you're living the life I want. That's cool. Um, <laughs> live vicariously so true. Yeah, so why don't you just bring some of that cool stuff on and uh, keep posting yeah, absolutely. Again, there's no point in having a podcast if you don't have listeners. So thanks again to everybody uh, who who takes the time out of their schedule, listens. I know a lot of people listen on their way to and from work. Some people throw it on the uh, the old uh, ear pods when they're on the treadmill. But however you guys listen, thank you so much. Uh, that's the reason we do this uh, because people seem to enjoy it for whatever reason. Um, we pop on here and the, the the conversation before we hit the record button is what we're going to talk about, and everyone says I don't know. And we hit the record button and we talk. So uh, I like that. Uh, I like that you guys dig that kind of a format. We just uh, just chatting some hockey. Um, more importantly than the fans, we love you guys. But most importantly, we can't get by without paying the bills. And uh, and our sponsor is a big part of that. Uh, the DHP uh, Delaney Hockey Program. Uh, I don't. I can't say enough good stuff about about the guys. They're quality guys. Uh, amazing hockey references. They got so many connections and so much knowledge in and around the game. If you're looking for a hockey school for your kids, don't even don't even bat an eyelash. Get them into a DHP program. Uh, they've got a ton of stuff coming up. I uh, spoke with the owner uh, just yesterday, uh, one of the owners, uh, Ryan Delaney, and uh, they're in the process now of planning uh, their uh, their summer camps, goaltending camps, uh, and coming back for a second season. They're all female camp, which which made waves right across the country last year. It was picked up by 
over a hundred thousand people seen posts and shared posts right across the country about uh, what uh, DHP is doing for female hockey here in Newfoundland. So, again, uh, you you want uh, you want good vibes? Check out DHP, the Delaney Hockey Program. CA. If you're looking for more information on us, uh, we're now in mid-season form, as you can tell. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook, facebook.com/deeksnipeselly. Uh, if you're looking to uh, to check out some awesome beards, uh, again, check out our YouTube channel. We got a, a video podcast, which we do, uh, of course, same one you're listening to, but it's in video format on YouTube. Uh, just Google Deke Snipe Selly on, on YouTube. We have Twitter, which we don't really use anymore because we're getting old and lazy. Uh, but at Selly Deke, we do share some stuff there. You'll see some. I'll be sharing actually this evening uh, that post about from the Q, uh, QMJHL about Jabez Seymour. Uh, his video, you'll see that there. Uh, give that one a like and share too, guys. It's more important than anything. Support the young kids who are really trying their hardest, and, and he's a quality guy. Uh, other than that, we have our own website. It's www.deeksnipesilly.ca, and that needs updating in a bad way as well. So, while we're great hockey fans, we're not exactly on the ball when it comes to social media, but it is what it is. So, um, anything I forgot, guys? Or should we just uh, call our night? All good. Got a leaf swim. All right, yep. go Leafs go. Peace out. Cheers.